Wrestling fans, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall, no holds barred, and no time limit. My name is Steve Anderson, and you are listening to episode four of Weasel Tales. Now, before we get into the topic at hand, I want to talk to you about some things that happened earlier today. There's a lot of interest in the tape recordings I have that I used to write the book with Bobby. Obviously, we had very lengthy conversations over the course of writing two books, and some people were wondering, what could we do with them? Can we get them uh, digitized? That kind of thing. I can tell you that I have talked to a few people, and hopefully we can get that done, and so you can hear some of that. I cannot guarantee the quality of the audio. We were in a very large hotel room. That might affect the quality of the sound. So hopefully something can be done with that. Oh, and not to mention that there were times when we were enjoying some cocktails while Bobby was telling some of the best stories you'd ever want to hear. So stand by on that. Again, still working on it, and we'll keep you posted and hopefully we can get something going with that. Now, since we are in WrestleMania season, I thought we would talk about WrestleMania 20 in 2004. Bobby was announced as a Hall of Fame inductee. He invited me to come along with him. And of course, I accepted There was also a fan fest at a hotel in beautiful downtown Totowa, New Jersey. Also, we had a book signing on Long Island. The next day, there was a fan fest at the hotel attended by many, many stars. It was actually a tribute to the very first WrestleMania. Before I left, Bobby called me. He asked me something that I could have never imagined anyone asking me. Bobby asked me if I would induct him into the Hall of Fame. And my first reaction was, well, there must be somebody else. But he was a bit insistent, but still very nervous, very trepidatious about it. Just thought that there were other people who were more suitable for that type of very, very important responsibility. So I landed at the airport. Friend picked me up checked into my hotel, but I needed to get to Manhattan in a timely fashion because Bobby and I had a book signing that evening. So my friend suggested that I take the subway. It would be the fastest way to get there. I was dropped off and got on the subway and suddenly realized that I really didn't know which stop to take. Now, this is my first time on a New York City subway. And there are, of course, legendary stories of their condition and the people on them. So I didn't know what to do. I was just this guy from Minnesota. I looked around for perhaps a friendly face and I saw one and I asked this individual, where would I get off? I told this individual where I needed to be and what stop would be best. And he told me, thankfully. But now I was running late and I got off the subway and was thinking about hailing a cab, and I thought, what the heck, let's just run down Broadway. And I'm literally running down Broadway to make it on time. 
seeing the sights ever so quickly, such as the Ed Sullivan Theater, where they did, at the time, the David Letterman show. I went by the NBC building and, and all these other sites. So I get to the hotel. I'm out of breath. And Bobby is standing in the lobby. And I could tell he wasn't very happy to whoever he was talking to. So the first thing he says to me is, here, you talk to this a-hole. Get on the phone. I don't know who I'm supposed to be talking to. Well, it turned out it was a limo driver. Apparently, the limo driver had gone to the wrong Hilton in New York. So I explained to him, as best I could, just for being there the first time, how he could get to where we were located. So he showed up, but now we were running late to the book signing that was on Long Island. And again, this was about 6 o'clock in the evening. Traffic was plentiful. And again, Bobby wasn't all that happy about it. He was, he was very much a stickler for people to be on time. Hence the reason I was running down Broadway at breakneck speed. We got to the book signing barely in time. And there were a lot of people there waiting to see Bobby. Bobby sits down and I'm standing off to the side. And Bobby said, sit down. I said, well, Bobby. You're the main attraction here. No one wants my autograph. So I sat down and people had their books and they would present it to Bobby. And then Bobby would hand it over to me. So people are reacting. Who's this guy? Why are you giving him our book and why is he signing it? And he would explain it and they would be okay with that. Because according to a friend of mine who is a book nerd to the nth degree, apparently there is more value if both quote-unquote writers do that. Book signing was over. It was very successful. Bobby, of course, was cutting up and entertaining the crowd. And so we made our trip back. But before the car got there, Bobby asked me, how are you getting back to the Holiday Inn in, in New Jersey? And I said, I, I really don't know. We get into the car. My assumption was that we would go back to the hotel where Bobby was staying, and I would figure out a way to get back to the hotel. So we're in the car. Mind you, this is the driver who was late and really pissed Bobby off. He starts talking, and I'm not quite understanding what he's talking about. He said, oh, Steve, it's just so terrible that your wife is so sick. And I looked at him, and I could see the glint in his eye. So I played along. Well, it happens. Hopefully she'll be okay. And Bobby said, yeah, but we're going back to the hotel and we have to go back down there. And Oh, driver, can I ask you a question? And the driver said, sure. Would you mind after you drop me off, you would drop off my friend at the Holiday Inn in Toto, New Jersey? And of course, he said yes. He was on the clock. Of course, our publisher found out later and they weren't very happy about that, but that was kind of our dynamic from time to time. The next day, we had a fan fest at the Holiday Inn in Tonawan, New Jersey, and it was a tribute to WrestleMania One, and there were all the luminaries from the very first WrestleMania, starting with Bobby Heenan, but also included Ricky Steamboat. S.D. Jones, who lost in record time to King Kong Bundy, the fabulous Mula, Leilani Kai, 
Cowboy Bob Horton, David Sammartino, Playboy Buddy Rose, who I have a soft spot for because he was an AWA Tag Team Champion, Paul Orndorff, Iron Sheik, Brutus Beefcake, Lou Albano, who is a hoot to be around. Also there was uh, Demolition Axe, George Steele, May Young, Hacksaw Duggan, Viscera, Sherry Martell, and Larry Zabisco. So there were just a tremendous amount of people there, and it was just a whole lot of fun. That night, we had the Hall of Fame induction. Bobby and I were sitting in his hotel room, and Bobby asked me for a favor. He asked me if his daughter could induct him into the WWE Hall of Fame. And I said, well, of course. And I was very, very relieved, actually. It was time for the Hall of Fame. And it was actually the first one since 1996. WWE actually stopped doing it for close to eight years. So this was a pretty special event. The inductees included uh, John Studd, a posthumous inductee. He had passed away years before. Don Morocco, Greg Valentine, Harley Race. Jesse the Body Ventura, Junkyard Dog, another posthumous inductee. Sergeant Slaughter who is from Minnesota and went to school with my father, actually. Superstar Billy Graham, Tito Santana, and of course, Bobby the Brain Heenan. So we went backstage and there was Linda McMahon. She was showing off pictures of her grandchildren, which I thought was pretty nice. Then, of course, I met Vince McMahon. Now, meeting Vince McMahon, in my experience, was very much like Al Pacino and Devil's Advocate. Vince had this presence to him, has a hearty, hearty handshake, asked me if I needed anything. His assistant was right there. He said, if you need anything, let her know. Just a very commanding, commanding presence. And to the point where when he left, you really didn't want him to go. It was a very interesting experience, but again, a very dominating, prominent presence. Then it was time for the Hall of Fame ceremony. By the way, it is on DVD. I'm not sure if it's available on the primary market or the third-party market. I'm not sure. But I recommend you see that. Now, it is edited because it started, I believe, around 8 o'clock and did not get done until about 12.30. Speeches were lengthy by many people. There really wasn't a cutoff. Nothing. People were allowed just to talk and talk and talk and talk. The time flew for me, but it did get late. So it's time for Bobby's induction speech. And Blackjack Lanza ended up being the person who would induct him. And it was appropriate. They had a lot of history together. So Blackjack Lanza tells some stories. And then it's time for Bobby Heenan to address the crowd, and accept his Hall of Fame induction. Mick Foley, I think, not the next induction, but the one after, the first thing he said when he came out is he said, I was backstage, and I prayed to God, and I said, please, God, don't make me follow Bobby Heenan. So now it's Bobby's turn, and he's up there. And as his wife told me after the ceremony, she said, Bobby became Bobby again. He was entertaining. He was funny. He was cracking jokes. He was bringing people to their feet 
five times, five standing ovations for this man who had been through so much, dealing with a deadly disease, wondering if he was even going to live long enough to see something like this happen. Such an incredible honor. He told jokes and he kind of ripped on people. And it was a master class, not only in accepting an induction, but stand-up comedy. Had Bobby lived longer, I would say that he would have become, at some point, a stand-up comedian, or the funniest motivational speaker, or an insult comic, or whatever the case may be. It was a magical moment. I saw it, too. My interactions with him, because I was in Minnesota and he was in Florida, were mainly on the phone. But I could tell what he was going through. I can't relate to it, but I can tell. And to see kind of the light go back on was absolutely incredible.